Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host slash hormone health coach, femme educator, Pilates instructor, and creator of the Spring to Life method. My goal is to promote feminine body independence and share stories of female resiliency to help you love your body more and unleash your inner superpower, your period. Today's episode is a little bit longer because I have a special guest, Julia Kormanski. She is a certified nutritionist and the founder of Mansky's Wellness, a seed cycling company. So in the previous episode, I discussed the difference between cycle syncing and cycle charting. In this episode, we're going to talk about seed cycling, which is a way that you can start to cycle sync your diet. Um, there's a lot of great information in this episode, so I'm just going to go right into the interview. Make sure you stay tuned so that you can find out some ways to connect with myself and Julia and, um, receive some special offers. Before we dive into the whole hormone health conversation, I would love to hear a little bit about you, where you're from, how you grew up, how you ended up where you are now. Amazing. So hi, guys. My name is Julia. I'm the owner of Mansky's Wellness, which is a seed cycling company. Um, I'm based in Southern California currently. But I'm actually from Pennsylvania. So I live in a really small town close to Penn State main campus, which is actually where I went to school for nutrition. I got my bachelor's there in nutrition. So I always loved healthy eating, healthy living, um, kind of rewinding back to when I was younger. I actually got on birth control pill when I was 15. Um, that okay. was due to just really awful acne and really bad cramps. And really there was nothing else that they guided me to. It was just kind of <laughs> like, you know, the pill is like the best thing, the most natural thing for like Accutane, uh, to go on for your skin and for cramps is just how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, that it was like a normal thing to do. So, you know, I didn't ask any questions and, I did it and it did, it did work and help my skin and all of that, but it's because it suppresses your hormones. And again, I didn't learn about any of that until <laughs> I got into school um, for nutrition. So it wasn't, I learned it through my education, but because I was so into that. And then finally, when I heard of it, I was working at a juice bar mm-hmm. and I remember it was a bunch of like, holistic ladies working there and they're all telling me like, Oh, you, you didn't know about birth control. <laughs> it like sets you back when you first hear it. Cause every time I think about when I first, someone asked me that it was very like a setback. Like I felt very strange. I was like, well, this is what it was recommended. Um, mm-hmm. but then finally when I just did my own research, I think everyone first hears it and they're like, whoa. And then they look into it themselves and I'm like, wow, like this is actually what it is. Um, so that kind of started my journey into like knowing I wanted to do something in holistic health. I worked mm-hmm. at a juice bar. So I always loved like selling, you know, whole food, nutrient-dense food, you know, promoting food as medicine, um, being able to give people just healthy food to to thrive off of and for them just to live their best life. And I love that. Um, and so during that time frame, when I did finally get off, it was actually the summer before my senior year. And mm-hmm. I was off for one year, didn't get my period back, had a lot of struggles. And the next year, I finally got it back. Um, I think it was like 12 months, like 10 to 12 months in. Um, and I just had really awful PMS, awful painful periods, all the things under the sun. I had irregular cycles, which is something crazy because I think a lot of people think that you just get the symptoms back after you get off the pill, but really I got the same symptoms, but then more, like I never had irregular mm-hmm. cycles before. And that was something I got for the first time. I was like, okay, like I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know how to approach this. So 
like anyone, um, you know, I went for food uh, to try to solve my issues and to help help it as a tool to help accelerate my progress, what I was already doing. Um, during that time frame, I was working at a school district as a nutritionist and a supervisor. I loved it, but because like my first job, like anything, you're thrown into like every direction. And it was a lot. I also was doing integrative nutrition health coaching, like on the side, I was going to school mm-hmm. for it. But I also launched like a coaching practice um, to just have more um, income coming on the side. And so I love being able to help people with nutrition. And during that, I just dove into seed cyclings. I found it online. I was like, okay, I don't know how this is going to work. I see a ton of awesome testimonials and reviews, but I mean, I want to make sure I try it out myself. There's no consequences of doing it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just going to do it and and see how it goes. And so obviously it helped me tremendously, helped me with regulating my cycle. And to this day, I still do it every single day. Um, it helps me keep like period pain to a very minimum. It helps me keep my mood stable. Um, and so during that, because it helped me so much, I also was doing with clients. And so mm-hmm. this is kind of when I started to merge a little bit into talking more about seed cycling on my Instagram was like November and December and of like 2021. And so that was when that started of just bringing awareness to it because it's a very foreign concept. And when you first hear about it, it still kind of takes a little bit of people at least to do it, like buying the seeds and grinding them down. That's basically what seed cycling is. So a backdrop, it's basically just rotating different seeds throughout your cycle of eating them. And so grinding them, buying the seeds, pre-measuring them out is very essential. That's a lot of work. And so when I was telling my clients to do it for hormone support, they were like, I am not doing that. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm just going to like buy, I just bought a bunch of bulk bags and stickers and seeds. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to just try this out. I'm going to start giving it to people. So I started doing that, started giving it to my clients, started sending it to them um, to see what their feedback was, started doing markets in January just to get, again, customer feedback before I invested in all this packaging and things like that. I wanted to make sure it was something that people really loved and mm-hmm. um, people appreciated. So um, that's kind of as that's kind of how it started to become a company is I was just kind of getting the um, feedback from other people and doing markets. And I did like my new packaging August 30th. So now it's in a super cute box. Um, really simplistic packaging. Um, so the whole reason why this business exists is because it could such a great tool to help with naturally supporting hormones and just get women connected with their cycle as it's something that, you know, we all, all of us women have that yet we're so disconnected to it. And so being mm-hmm. familiar with what's going on in the four phases and being able to just put two tablespoons a day of a correct seed cycling blend on top of the food you're already eating is such a great, such a great way just to support your body, um, regardless of where you are, um, in your hormone health journey. So that's how it started. It's just, I just broke it down into packaging with three simple like instructions. All you do is track your cycle, take two tablespoons a day, like nothing else needed. It gets shipped directly to your door and everything. So that's kind of what we're doing, making it simple, just trying to educate women on how to eat for the hormones. They can live their eyes the fullest and be able to glow from the inside out. It's a little mantra. I love that so much. And I love how um, quickly you arrived at that solution. Because I know in my experience, I I didn't go on birth control until I was like 20, 21. But I very quickly went off of the pill because of how drastically it affected me. And I similarly, I went to the OBGYN and I was like struggling with my skin for the first time in my life. And I kind of like, I knew that people got prescribed the pill for 
their skin. And so I kind of went in to see if like that was something that was viable for me. And they just, of course, just hand it to you. They're like, here, go ahead, take it. Um, yeah. And up until that point, I had zero knowledge of my cycle. So suddenly feeling you know, it suppresses your hormones, but if you're, if you have like lower levels of hormones, which is really common, that's, mm-hmm. especially if you're 15 going on the pill, right? Your, mm-hmm. your cycle yeah. is necessarily regulated yet. So then you're just completely suppressing it, yeah. uh, which is a yeah. whole other, you know, discussion. <laughs> but right I quickly realized on the pill that like, whoa, this is a lot for my body. And I went off of it, but then I got a hormonal IUD and, you know, it, it doesn't seem like much at first, but I'm curious for you, once you heard at the at the juice bar that, you know, maybe a hormonal birth control wasn't the best thing, did you start to put two and two together and notice like, oh yeah, I'm experiencing this symptom or that thing? Like, did you have anything like that come up? So that's a great question. So I actually am someone who, I had great feedback being on the pill. And I always say to people, I was someone who really didn't have any side effects. Like for me, the whole reason why I went on the pill was because of my confidence levels and just interrupting mm-hmm. life. I'm someone who I had a pretty good experience being on the pill. And I do remember my mood. I remember having like when I used to get angry, I almost couldn't control like my anger. Mm-hmm. And I remember that. And now like I have nothing like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, even for your period, like I never get that. But I remember it was like an intense mood swing I would get. My mom still reminds me that to this day <laughs> because she always told me like, and again, obviously it was my teen years. So I think some people might think it's think of it's you know it's you're just 16 17 18 that's kind of how it goes but it was different like I remember when I felt those urges like I couldn't control it and I just got mm-hmm. so frustrated so I had those type of side effects on the pill and I also did have like spotting or like I didn't really get a period but again it's a, okay it's a withdrawal bleed no one yeah own period anyway when you're on hormonal birth control I did get that and that remember really concerned me and that was when I started a question coming off and actually that was around the time I think it was like a year before I actually heard about the consequences of it. But mm-hmm. I remember it scared me. And then as you, you know, you go to the gynecologist and they kind of told me it was no big deal. Yeah. And I remember that still like makes me so upset because if I would have known that I probably wouldn't have gone off that exact day, but they just kind of acted like it was not a big deal because everyone does get it on the pill. A lot of people do, but it's because it's not really a period. So those were some things that I experienced on there at the time. I was like, oh, like no period, but at the same time, a little concerned. Um, I think a lot of other people are like that too. Yeah, well, it's actually interesting. I mean, I grew up uh, training in ballet, and then I pursued that as my first career. I was a professional dancer. And um, sadly, like I was very mis uh, just undereducated about my cycle. And then, you know, when you're over exercising, probably under eating, it's very common not to get your cycle. And unfortunately, as dancers, like that was kind of a marker of like, okay, I'm like, kind of, if I'm not getting my cycle, like I know that I'm like maybe a little underweight and, um, you know, I, it pains me to say it now, but it, it kind of felt like a good thing then. Mm-hmm. So when I was had my IUD, I didn't get my period and I just thought nothing of it. Like it, I wasn't, it wasn't yeah. until I turned 27 that I realized not getting my cycle was a bad thing. It could be negatively affecting my health. And I think that, and I think back to, I had a friend when I was training whose dad was actually a physician and she had started her period and then didn't get it for a couple of years. And he was like, it's fine. I remember her telling, cause I also had an irregular cycle and I was like, oh, I guess the doctor says it's fine. So I think there's a lot of misinformation out there, especially in the kind of greater medical community that it doesn't specialize in women's health, that it's okay to not get your cycle. But if you're not ovulating, you're not menstruating, there can be severe consequences. 
Exactly. And I think like when we're younger, because that kind of reminds me of how I was too. I wasn't an athlete. I wasn't like a dancer. And I know it is very common with dancers. I also mm-hmm. like, I used to have a lot of friends. I felt like we're the same exact way. Um, but I had like a huge, even though I had obsession with nutrition that turned into a good thing. So I went to school mm-hmm. for it. But I also had a very poor relationship with it too, is in like, it was like diet culture for me. Um, Over exercising, trying to hit the like, you know, trying to get to this type of weight um, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of getting a high off of it, which is so bad, but that's kind of mm-hmm. what an unhealthy relationship. And yeah, I think that was also a little bit tied into also about my period being lost and me having obstacles when I came off because my hormones probably awful even when I was mm-hmm. on the pill because of all the underweight and the struggles there. So I think it is so important because when you're younger, we need to have more education for the younger girls because th- mm-hmm. that's like what they're being fed because they have Google on their phone and mm-hmm. I'm only, I'm only 24. So when I was younger, I was like, I want to be as healthy as possible. And so I would Google like what's healthy and mm-hmm. the version of health, whatever you put in, it's not health. <laughs> like no. It's so crazy. <laughs> so these phones don't make, don't help it because I was in that time frame where, you know, I was, I had an iPhone. So like I was looking all this stuff online and a lot of scary things online. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I remember. Yeah. Especially once I was on hormonal birth control, really wanting to be able to build lean muscle mass. And at the same time, having this really disordered relationship with food and not understanding how to fuel my body and my hormones properly. And that affects your body image. And it's just this whole, it's whole thing. So I'm curious how uh, you started to mend that relationship with food and how maybe seed cycling w- played into that. Amazing. So seed cycling really came on later down the road. Um, it was a long journey. So when I was younger, I had a lot of obstacles kind of when I was like 13 to 16, my dad passed away. So I had a lot mm-hmm. of like trauma. I think that kind of turned into like feeling very uncontrolled in my mm-hmm. life and food. I think when I kind of had a passion for nutrition, it kind of turned into like, okay, like I lost like five pounds at the time of still a healthy weight. Mm -hmm. Um, But it kind of turned into like, oh, I can control something in my life. And at that time, I think like five years later, like like four years later, having that control and kind of understanding, I think it's a lot of women too, is food is like a control thing. It can be great if you have a healthy relationship with food. Like I like doing that now, but it's very healthy at the time though. And you have a healthy, unhealthy mindset behind Mm -hmm. it. Um, That's definitely how it happens. But really it took me a long time um, it really got into when I went into school at Penn State and I realized I started hearing about like 2000, like more than 2000 calories for women, like 2,500 calories. Like I used to think it was like 1800 calories plus like cardio burning like 600. <laughs> like I didn't realize how many more calories you really needed. So I think that was the biggest thing that was alarming for me was when I learned about how many calories your body really needs. And it's kind of plays into whole menstrual cycle health and period health mm-hmm. is you really need to have every woman's different. So it's not like it's 2,500 for every woman. But if you're active, um, you know, and you're younger and your metabolism is a little bit faster, um, you really need to make sure you're eating enough calories. And along with that, getting in more fats and getting mm-hmm. in more carbs. Um, mm-hmm. Something I was demonizing was carbohydrates a lot. And I wouldn't eat like breads. Well, I would eat breads, but I was just very picky with them. I had to eat whole grain or I wouldn't barely eat them at all. Um, and like cutting like cutting the time I would go to bed. Like I wouldn't eat past a certain time frame. Mm-hmm. It was very unhealthy. Cause if I was hungry, like I was like, I'll see in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but those types of things, like, again, it goes into just honoring your hunger cues, which that's something I say all the time that took mm-hmm. me a really long time is just to honor your hunger cues. Because once you start to do that, it all falls into place. 
Um, but yeah, carbohydrates, super important, something I really avoided learning about the importance of those and how that's where you're getting your fiber. Like that's super mm -hmm. important for hormone balance. Fats are super important. Like fats are literally what make up hormones or fats and proteins. <laughs> if you're not consuming enough fats, like you're not going to be able to supply, you know, these nutrients to produce your hormones and for them to be functioning optimally. So it was really just the education there on like how nutrients play a role, like calories and and really just having freedom for my mind, um, not being able to obsess over it all day. It takes a lot of time. It took me definitely, if I can give you an exact number of years, it took me like a few years really mm -hmm. to, to really like, like it's not even a thing anymore to me, but it takes a while for it to happen. And so it's always nice having someone there beside you or even like following Instagram accounts actually, you know, help you out in that way too. Because I followed some people on Instagram that actually helped me I don't, honestly don't remember their names now, but just like the food freedom, like that kind of stuff, yeah. like food freedom, like that's very helpful. And I think we underestimate it because social media can be very toxic, but when there's mm -hmm. the right people to follow, it can also be very helpful to know that, like, look at how healthy these people are and look at how their approach to it is. So it took a while, but it, it happened. So, yeah. And it feels so awesome when you get there, like you said, yeah. food free, feels so much freer. And I think the interesting thing, especially when you're, um, you know, controlling your food and your exercise a lot. I know for me, I, at, you know, mid twenties was unintentionally intermittent fasting for a really long time and, you know, not eating enough throughout the day, but still feeling like I was really puffy and like not able to achieve like physical goals, even though I was working out all the time. And it takes, it's really hard to kind of turn that key and be like, okay, I, I can eat more and still achieve my goals. Like sometimes you have to increase your caloric intake, especially those healthy fats and the carbs mm -hmm. in order to get your body working the proper way to burn those, burn the calories and, you know, take the inflammation down. So it's, yeah, it's a long journey. I know from experience too, yeah. but it's yeah, understanding exactly. the role that your hormones play too, which is so important. So uh, maybe you could, now I think would be a good time for you to explain yeah. seed cycling, because this is how we can get some really amazing healthy fats into our diets. Amazing. Yes, exactly. So seed cycling is a food as medicine remedy that helps naturally support hormones. So what you're doing is you're sinking specific nutrients. You're consuming certain nutrients through seeds at different phases of your cycle to help promote optimal natural balance of your hormones. So it's supporting what your body does naturally, which is producing mm -hmm. hormones and excreting excess hormones. So basically what you get um, is a bundle of seeds. So you have a glow blend and a radiant blend. One is flax and pumpkin and mm -hmm. one is sesame and sunflower. And now the flax and pumpkin blend is taken from your period to ovulation. Um, mm -hmm. The other blend is taken from ovulation to your next period. And so with this, we have different hormonal fluctuations. I'd show you a graph right here. You'd see estrogen is rising right here. And mm -hmm. this is from period to ovulation. And in the second half, you're having progesterone um, rising. So that's the most dominant hormone in your luteal phase. And so with this, we want to make sure we're using nutrients to support those hormones because estrogen and progesterone are the two main players of your cycle. And so with that, we have one blend. So the pumpkin and flax is going to have nutrients like lignans. So lignans are these great nutrients that are found in flaxseed that actually can help support estrogen. Um, so it helps metabolize estrogen levels. The next one is going to be pumpkin seeds. So pumpkin seeds contain zinc, which really helps support ovulation and just also helpful for egg growth too. Um, and then we also have 
omega-3s that are found in both of them. This can really help with decreasing inflammation. And then we also have magnesium. So magnesium is mm-hmm. one of those minerals that many Americans are deficient in. And so because of this, you know, magnesium can be a great thing to add in through magnesium rich foods. So through both of these blends, both of these are high in magnesium um, because not only is it going to help with mood as it's really great for mood, but it's also great for decreasing prostaglandins. So if you deal with period pain, specifically because you have too many prostaglandins, which are the lipid-like compounds that contract the uterus. So you need them because they're going to be um, shutting the uterine lining for your period, but they can also, if you have too many of them, be inflammatory and it can create period pain, period poops, all that fun stuff that we all hate because um, it's contracting it. So when we consume magnesium, it's going to help decrease those levels. Um, so that's a really great mineral, really great for hormone balance. Um, and we also have iron too, which obviously iron is very important for hormone balance, really important um, for women who are menstruating as when you lose blood and you make sure you're replenishing it, replenishing mm-hmm. our blood cells through iron. A little tidbit I like to throw in here about plant-based iron though, is that it's a non-heme iron. So contrary, on the contrary, there is um, heme iron. So this is going to be animal-based iron mm-hmm. meat. And so this is already very bioavailable. But when you have plant-based irons, you want to make sure you're also combining with vitamin C to really make sure you're getting the absorption of the iron. So they always mm-hmm. like to say the seed cycling, most people already do this, but put in like a salad, put in some sort of mix with like veggies, like bell pepper or something with high in mm-hmm. vitamin C, um, or adding into like a yogurt bowl with some fruit. If you're ever eating fruit, you're already going to have the vitamin C. So it's definitely important to kind of combine that with something like that, or even oatmeal with fruit. So mm-hmm. all of that is really great. But so basically, yeah, all the nutrients that are in the glow blend, the flax and pumpkin, are like omega-3, magnesium, iron, zinc, and um, I forgot what the other one was. Well, we'll just skip around. I forgot the other one. <laughs> the other one. It'll come to you. <laughs> It'll come to you. I completely forgot. I just ran to those. Um, the next one is going to be the radiant blend. So that's the mm-hmm. sesame and sunflower. So this is ovulation to your next period. And again, everyone has a different amount of days for their cycle. This is mm-hmm. based off around 28 day cycle, but everyone can be under, under 28 days or over 28 days, but this is just the average. Um, but so I'm going off of like the first half and the second half of your cycle. So after ovulation, so this is the main event of your cycle this is when your egg gets released um, for from your ovaries. This is very important if you want to get pregnant or especially if you want to avoid pregnancy. Um, very important stage to really pay attention to. There's certain types of signs you get when you ovulate. So some people have like ovulation pain, um, higher libido, an increase in BDT, which is basal body temperature. Um, and this is um, basically one of the approaches to fertility awareness method, if anyone's mm-hmm. heard of that before. Um, the other one's also an egg white consistency for your cervical mucus too. So a bunch of different signs you can kind of pay attention to when you ovulate, but um, those are just a few examples. But so the sesame and sunflower blend are going to have nutrients like selenium. So selenium is great for thyroid support. If you have hypothyroid, I'm sure you've heard of that. Um, and then uh, liver support too, selenium is great for. And the liver is a detox organ. So it's mm-hmm. really important for supporting that through nutrition because it's really important for excreting excess hormones and making sure we're excreting other wastes and toxins too out of our body. Super crucial. We also have zinc in here too, magnesium in here as well, like we discussed in the other one and magnesium. And then we also have some other awesome nutrients like vitamin E and B6. So these are great for supporting progesterone production, which is the main hormone here. So really great for that. Vitamin E also has some other benefits like relieving breast tenderness and helping with fertility. Um, and B6 is also because of B vitamin, um, B1, B3 are also in here too. All of these 
are great for energy. As you guys probably experience, like right before your period in your luteal phase, a lot of women get more tired. And so B vitamins <laughs> are great for that. And along with B6, um, calcium, magnesium, again, are in here. Uh, all of these three nutrients are really great for supporting mood. So this is when like mood support really comes in as these are great for boosting happy neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin. I love it. So, so much information there. And so I have a couple questions now. So we know that if you are experiencing a lot of PMS symptoms, usually either your progesterone is low or your estrogen is high in comparison to that progesterone. So with your seed cycling blends, is that just going to, no matter where you are, just going to start to naturally regulate? Or do you need to know what your hormone hormone balance is when you're starting to decide if you should take each blend? I do get that question a lot. I'm well, not a lot, but I get some people say about, you know, should I get testing first? Um, that kind of thing. So you really don't have to. It's just, mm -hmm. I always say it's just food. You're rotating it through different phases. Mm -hmm. um, so if you've excess estrogen, it's going to be helpful for that because the lignans that are found in flax and are also actually in the sesame seeds too, they're going to help metabolize estrogen levels. They, they're just basically putting it at a, um, a level that's good for both of them. So it's not excess and it's not in low amounts either. It's just in that perfect amount. Um, so that's the purpose of the lignans. That's the purpose mm -hmm. of sleep cycling. So yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's definitely great for women, um, wherever they are. A lot of people like don't want to do testing or can't afford it right now or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal. And there's a bunch of other hormones too that play in your body. So it's always something to remember. It's like there's cortisol, insulin, a bunch mm -hmm. of different hormones. So um, yeah, this is just a food is medicine remedy. You definitely don't have to do that if you don't want to. It's just great for overall like natural support. Amazing. Awesome. So would you, obviously this is great for anybody that is doing natural cycles. Would you recommend seed cycling for people that are on hormonal birth control? Yeah, I got that question too. Um, a lot of people <laughs> on hormonal birth control usually are on the pill. They're on the IUD. It's it's definitely the same concept goes. Um, as we know from the pill, there's nutrient depletions that happen there. So mm -hmm. it can be very helpful to still seed cycle during that because a lot of the nutrients that are in the seed cycling bundles are actually depleted on the pill. So I'm sure you like know selenium Especially is one of those the, B vitamins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Magnesium and mm -hmm. zinc. Yeah, all of those are depleted on the pill. So, you know, why not do that? And especially some women are still always thinking about coming off at some point. And so mm -hmm. already being connected to your cycle and how it works. Like I wish I did it. Cause not only from the nutrition standpoint, but for the cycle part, like even if you're on the pill and it's not a natural cycle, like I still think every woman should be doing that because it's just important to understand that's so when you come off, you're in such a better spot than from where you would be if you weren't doing it. Mm -hmm. I love that. So for people that are listening, they might be thinking, well, I could just eat some sesame seeds. I could just eat some sunflower seeds, but your blends are pre-ground, correct? Yes. Yeah. Freshly. So could you explain why that is and why that is different than just popping a handful of sunflower seeds? Amazing. Yes, exactly. So I love to explain this because with food, a lot of this, a lot of the seeds that you get, if you ever notice when you eat them, you made the try them out to trust me. But if you go look in the toilet after you eat them, <laughs> typically um, they're going to be in there too. And so they're mm -hmm. not basically properly absorbed. Um, so you want to make sure if you're eating seeds, when we freshly grind them, we're breaking them down a little bit. So when you mm -hmm. break them down already, they're going to be way easier to absorb to get the benefits and are going to have a higher 
bioavailability um, mm-hmm. than they would be if they were whole seeds. So that's what we do. We also freshly grind them. So I do like to say that because we sh- we like do small batches. So like I freshly mm-hmm. grind them in my kitchen um, in Costa Mesa, like a couple minutes or like a couple days uh, before I ship them out. So they're not like sitting for months and months and months. Um, because if you guys are aware of actually the ground flaxseed is sitting in the store, you've no idea how long it's been sitting there. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying it's going to kill you or it's going to be awful for you or anything, but it's typically oxidized and more rancid or more likely to be rancid um, just because it's been sitting there for a long time. So you want to make sure they're freshly grind so the oils are fresh. Yeah, you want to get the most benefits from the nutrients. And I think that's something, you know, with supplements too, if you're looking on like Amazon and things like that, you don't know what the expiration date, what the quality control is on those things. So it's really important to know that you're getting a fresh product that you're going to, that's going to be bioavailable to your body. Yeah, exactly. That's so awesome. So what kind of benefits do you see in people that implement your seed cycling blends? Yeah. So every woman is always different. Like to say everyone's bio-individual and very holistic when it comes to that, but definitely some feedback I get is everyone is different. So I don't really like to say the first month, a lot of women come back with having like no period pain. There's definitely a lot of women Mm -hmm. who say that. But again, if you have something underlying, um, you definitely need more support probably to get that mm-hmm. type of benefit. So I would like to say, combine it with something you're already doing. Do not do seed cycling if you're getting like less than six hours of sleep, not getting any movement in, not eating a balanced diet, that kind of stuff, which a lot of people mm-hmm. already know that's the same thing like supplements. A supplement's never going to really help you if you're not doing the other work too. So it's definitely mm-hmm. important that. But period pain's one of those. Um, mood swings is a big one. Um, I had people who, I had some moms who after they like were breast breastfeeding and got like a regular cycle back, they before had really awful like mood swings and it's really helped them um, with that. So that's one of them is mood swings, hormonal breakouts. So acne is one of those things that are so complex. I mean, mm-hmm. I still deal with it to this day if I'm not like on point with everything, which <laughs> you can't be at all times. So if right. you're acne prone, you're always going to be, there is no cure for acne ever. But um, so I'd like to say that both hormonal breakouts in particular, um, it can be helpful with seed cycling if you deal with like breakouts before your period or in your ovulation timeframe because the reason why is testosterone is this like male hormone that increases a little bit before ovulation and a little before your period. So I have had people who've done it like for three months consecutively and had great feedback on that. Bloating is a big one that I get Mm -hmm. really quickly, just seven to 14 days in. And I've always thought that it's been since, or it's been because of the omega-3s. Again, those are in the glow blends. That's pumpkin and flax. So a lot of people Mm -hmm. come back saying, I'm not as bloated as I used to. That's a really, um, a, a very common one that I get pretty, pretty soon once they start seed cycling. Breast mm-hmm. tenderness, that one is too. Um, those are definitely the majority of the ones. It's usually PMS symptoms and regulating the cycle. I kind of forget about that one, but people come back usually like one to two months about ov- ovulating. Um, so Again, I always don't like saying like one to two months, you're going to have these benefits. That's not <laughs> true. But those are just the ones that, again, a lot of people seed cycle because of these types of things, because, you know, you don't maybe don't want to take pain relievers for, you know, period pain, don't want to like Accutane or birth control for breakouts and things like that. Mm-hmm. They're just relying on um, using food and other lifestyle strategies along with that. But those are about all of them. Like I said, regulating your cycle is definitely a big one too. Um, I always want to remind people they can still seed cycle with an irregular cycle. I, that's what I did. That's kind of why, why I started mm-hmm. seed cycling beginnings for that. And it's really helpful because, again, it's supporting 
you know, production of hormones, exerting excess hormones, which is really important mm-hmm. in, you know, regulating your cycle and getting a cycle back too. Um, you do by the moon cycle, if anyone's curious. So the lunar calendar is 28 days similar to an average cycle. So you'd start one on the new moon and the other on the full moon. And you have a, there's a bunch of apps online too for that if you don't know when those days are. And so you can, I think it's called Moon Phase. That's an app on there. But yeah, mm-hmm. I get around those PMS symptoms and then also the cycle regulation. That's awesome. So I was going to, because you mentioned irregular cycles, I was going to say if somebody is experiencing no period, they have amenorrhea, maybe coming off the pill or because of, you know, exercise and um, under eating. So adding seeds in with the moon calendar and even just aligning your energy with that lunar calendar can really help to that rhythm in your body, which is bodies are so cool. Yeah. Because cycles are so cool. Um, so, wow, so much great information. Um, so I am really excited because you are going to be presenting a masterclass for the Spring to Life Method in December. Yeah. Um, so maybe you could give us like a little preview of what you're going to be teaching about. Amazing. So the biggest thing is going to be seed cycling. But along with that, I'm definitely going to be doing more of an introduction to your cycle. So I'm going to talk a lot more kind of briefly about the cycle and this, but we're going to go Mm -hmm. deeper more into like your period, follicular phase, Mm -hmm. ovulatory phase, luteal phase, um, which I'll talk into like what's going on, where the hormones, how your skin reacts to this, um, how your appetite changes different foods. So again, Mm -hmm. my background is largely nutrition. Um, Mm -hmm. So I will definitely do more. I'll do some on seed cycling, obviously, but I'll also implement a lot of other different types of foods too um, and Mm -hmm. how nutrition plays a role in each phase. I think um, kind of getting used to um, the ch- the way your appetite changes throughout your cycle has been one of my favorite parts of <laughs> syncing my cycle and getting more in touch with it. Um, so I'm curious, especially because you have such a food background, maybe what are some of your favorite foods that you like to yeah. eat? During your period, as you go into your follicular phase, like how does your appetite change throughout your cycle? What are your favorite ways to eat? Perfect. So I guess I'll start with the period. So I really like to consume like bone broth and soup Mm -hmm. during this time. Um, I usually try to, it's probably TMI, but I usually don't eat as many like beans or things that bloat me. I would just Mm -hmm. say that a lot of people sometimes deal with bloating around that time frame. So I don't really consume beans. I kind of avoid things that are really high in salt too. Um, Mm -hmm. And like foods that are also raw, those tend to cause more bloating. So I really focus on cooked foods, Bone broth, um, golden milk is a really great one. Mm-hmm. Some turmeric and ginger in there. Turmeric and ginger are my favorite things. Um, <laughs> that's a perfect way to get in those awesome roots, um, which really also help with period pain too. But it's also just very soothing. Um, so that's one for your for your period. Those are some things I like to do there. And then the follicular phase is probably my favorite one. That's like all my favorite foods I really like to do. I always crave these foods. And that's um, like probiotic rich foods. So sauerkraut, kimchi, bowls like that. So I usually throw in like, Crucifers, vegetables like Brussels sprouts or kale or broccoli, mm-hmm. um, cabbage, like all of these are cruciferous. And so basically what cruciferous veggies are, in case you guys don't know, is they contain naturally contained dim. And so dim is basically the substance that's in cruciferous veggies that help with estrogen support. So it helps like metabolizing estrogen. So if you guys knew from hearing me earlier in your follicular phase, estrogen is that most dominant hormone. So mm-hmm. I like to consume those types of veggies. I really love kale. Um, so I really, I really like to add that in a lot too. 
um, with some like avocado oil and some of those like fermented vegetables in there. Um, I'm a huge fruit person too. So I always like to consume a lot of like different types of berries in the mm-hmm. follicular phase, but really it's like the cruciferous veggies. I never stop eating in the follicular phase. <laughs> and, like yogurt is really important too. Like I love those <laughs> ones and high fat foods too. So because of the time frame where fats are the most ideal here because of your follicles, again, the follicular phase, so these are growing and maturing to um, release an egg. So these are really great to consume high fat foods here. So I like nut butters, avocados, mm-hmm. and seeds, um, and different types of nuts too, like walnuts. Um, so that's great too. And walnuts are very high in omega-3, which is also really important here too. Um, and then I guess I'll go to ovulation. So I usually just do like the one day, like for this one, if I know, mm-hmm. I always talk my day with a smoothie. This is a great mm-hmm. time for like the really cold foods. So smoothies, um, juices, things like that, raw salads. Those are usually what I eat. Mm-hmm. And then the luteal phase is more for like squashes. So like sweet potatoes, butternut squash, hunter mm-hmm. fall foods. Mm-hmm. Um, those are what I usually like to eat. Pumpkin, anything with pumpkin, especially now. On like pumpkin energy bites or something like that. Um, obviously, the sesame and sunflower seeds in here too. Uh, but those, those are definitely luteal phase is always just something different. I feel like I'm not always that because again, in your luteal phase, you're probably already aware of your appetite. This is when the appetite really comes in mm-hmm. the cycle is because your BMR, your basal metabol- metabolic rate, is faster. It's like 100, mm-hmm. 300 times um, or 100, 300 more calories you're burning. But it's like I think it's like three times more. Um, you're burning. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's really awesome. So that's really important to make sure you're eating more food during that time yes. frame. So this could be like adding more to your snack or adding more to your meal, or if you're not really a snacker, like bring on other snacks. So this is just really the time where I'm more, way more intuitive um, mm-hmm. during this phase. So that's what I like yes. to do. Yeah. That's, I think that's one of the most surprising things because before people learn about that, they think, oh, like I'm feeling hungry, but I shouldn't be eating anymore. But your body is literally telling you that for a reason. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think that's why it's so important because like us women, we're like, well, not us women, but a lot of women usually think like, okay, there's a cut zone, but really no, like your body needs more of it. And so this is why mm-hmm. calorie counting diets don't work. because You're not a robot. Like things are always changing. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, so much great information. I can't wait to dive more into like your nutrition yeah. background in your master class. Amazing. Um, but as we wrap up here, can you tell our audience how to connect with you, where they can find more about your seed cycling boxes and your products? Yeah. So amazing guys. Definitely connect with me. So I have a YouTube channel. It's under my same business name. So Mansky's Wellness. Instagram's Mansky's Wellness too. It's an underscore right there. So M-A-N-S-K-I-S underscore wellness. I'm on TikTok too. If you ever have any questions about seed cycling or anything, please reach out to me through DM. I'm always on the direct messaging. So definitely feel free to do that. And also um, on my website is www.manskies wellness and under shop is a bunch of different options for seed cycling as a buy in bulk and save that's way more affordable than the subscription box every month. But you also don't get the cute box if you do the buy in bulk and save. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Spring to Life podcast. Julia's masterclass happened in early January. But if you missed it, I would love to share the recording with you if you are intrigued in learning more about seed cycling. Just DM me on Instagram. I'm at Spring to Life Method. DM me the word seed cycling and I'd be happy to share that link with you. Otherwise, check out the show notes for links to Julia's shop and a special code for a discount on her seeds. 
And if you learned something new in this episode, or if the content resonated with you, please share, tag me in your Instagram stories at spring to life method, leave a five-star review, or simply share it with a girlfriend because all women deserve to know their superpower.